0: This is the Tech EU podcast where we discuss some of the most interesting stories from the European tech scene. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever else you get your podcasting fix these days. On today's episode, I sit down with Ardo Cowrit, co-founder and CEO of Ampler Bikes. All right, all right, all right. You have found it. This is the Tech.eu podcast. I am your host, Dan Taylor, and we are the droids you're looking for. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of The Pod. I guess, I guess, Pod. Pod is what I'm supposed to say these days. That's, that's, I've, I've heard this. I mean, cast, I guess, podcast is too long of a word. The kids these days, they're talking about the pod. So we're going to be hip. We're going to be cool. Scott, give me a hug. We're we're on the pod now, so welcome back. As stated uh, today, we're going to be talking to a very very interesting gentleman whose company showed up on my radar. Uh, I guess last week, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a, you know kind of a new one to me. Um, but as some of you know, maybe some of you don't know, I am an avid cyclist. Uh, I mean, I'm even sitting here. I sit here at my desk wearing cycling gloves all day long, mainly because that helps my hands from not hurting at the end of the day because I'm old. But I do like to get out and I ride a bicycle quite a lot. Last summer, I rode from London to Brighton, uh, back from Brighton to London, not in the same day, Uh, but I I do regularly clock uh, quite a few kilometers uh, every year. And truth be told, I have never ridden an e-bike because my personal opinion is that's cheating. Today, I'm sitting down with Ardo Karit, I'm going to try to pronounce his name. It's, it's He's an Estonian guy. I've already butchered it. He's laughing at me. I can see him. We're, we can see each other. He's already laughing at me. But he is the co-founder, co-founder, yeah? Co-founder, co-founder, co-founder of Ampler Bikes. They are based in uh, Tallinn. And uh, as stated, you know, they're, they are making some, in my opinion, some pretty slick looking electric bikes. So, Ardo, welcome to the show. Say hi to the folks at home.
1: Hey, Dan. It's really a <laughs> pleasure to be here. <laughs> i'm excited to talk about those bikes built in estonia
0: oh this this oh man you know like estonia fins the, the you all have that, you know it's like that kimmy Räikkönen in level of excitement yes yes i just won the grand prix and we are terribly excited uh, tomorrow we will go back and start training again i i, I love i love the the enthusiasm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it's it's it is there, but it's deep inside, so
0: it's hidden. That 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 is that is what I've heard. We we actually had a little bit of a, a crossing of the airwaves yesterday. I was we were meant to record yesterday. Uh, you were very very kind and, and moved your schedule around. Uh, but uh, we—I I believe there was one. You know, we were having just a little chit-chat, and, and I was terribly excited about the interview, and, and, and I said something along like, "You know, how, how was the pitch?" And he said, "Man, you got the job. That's way better than Estonians can sell. Like, do you, do you need a job? Want to sell some bikes for us?" <laughs> so, so talk to me about. Let's get into it. I mean, uh, you know, I, I wrote a couple of weeks ago or, or months ago, I guess now about uh, Brussels-based Cowboy. You know, we we I mean, if we talk e-bikes, we can't not talk about well Cowboy and the one at the top of the pile Van Moof, Moof, <laughs> Moof. It's Dutch. I don't know who who knows how to say. It? I'll have to get Boris back on the show to teach me how to say that one. Uh, but Ampler, you know, as as I just stated. Um, it's a pretty slick looking bike you know one of my biggest problems with e-bikes usually is that they're a regular bike that a manufacturer just slaps this honking ass ugly battery on and pushes it out the door and charges four grand for it um talk to me about ampler i mean what's your uh what's your play here i mean you got some pretty slick looking bikes i couldn't for the life of me where's the battery where where where's the battery where are you hiding it
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good question I think it's a internal joke in the company as well in German like uh, where's Akku and then uh, everyone in Ampler even knows in, how to say it in German like where's the battery then but yeah it, it is in a town tube so it's integrated neatly into the frame uh, it does look way better uh, it also is a way to save weight and it also protects mm. the battery really well from the elements so it's uh, kind of a I would say a really functional design uh, that enables to make e-bikes look nicer, ride better, uh, make them lighter weight as well. Mm-hmm. But I think if I would have to say kind of the long story, then, um, uh, e-bikes, they kind of started exactly like you described, that there was a bicycle company and then there was a new technology coming in and they slapped the battery onto the frame when there was a lot of uh, fires and cable ties and <laughs> it, it was ugly and, and heavy as well. And um, But it all started to change. I'm, and I'm not telling that Ampler was the first one to put the battery inside the frame, but when we started, then it was just the three friends together uh thinking or like th- that the idea of riding an e-bike just seemed so exciting and uh, we definitely also noticed what you said that they don't look m- like natural they don't look like bikes mm. and mm. Uh, i think our initial one of the initial goals was to make an e-bike that's not an e-bike or and i think we often even use that We don't want our bikes to be called e-bikes. They are just great bikes in the 21st century. And um, I think the goal has also been um, that with those modern and really good bikes, we could just enable more people willing to cycle. And Mm -hmm. um, because there are a lot of people who... For who maybe cycling is not the most convenient, if they have mm. hills on the road or there's a mm. lot of headwind or they have like luggage, luggage to carry, then it just makes cycling more fun. You can go further, you can go faster without breaking a sweat, but it's still cycling,
0: in my opinion. And um, <laughs> well, I think I think we can we can we can argue about that one. Is it? I don't know. I don't know how many has anybody ever done a a, a study like how many calories are burnt by manual cycling versus e-biking. I would because uh, I'm up for that. I'm I'm willing I'm willing to be that test subject.
1: We we haven't done the test done this ourselves, but I think there'll been a lot of tests about the fact that uh, because riding an e bike is so much fun, then people actually cycle so much more often that they actually mm. burn way more calories. Mm. And um, uh, you should definitely try a riding one. Uh, it's not that you don't have to pedal; you always have to pedal, and you have to put in some effort and i would compare it to maybe the effort of walking but you are walking mm. at 25 kilometers an hour and it's it's really well, good that's how for i your... normally
0: walk anyway that's my normal walk <laughs> okay speed, 20
1: 25. <laughs> then you're not you know a target customer group sorry
0: <laughs> yeah well 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 listen you you mentioned uh aku earlier i i once upon a time many many years ago lived in vienna so my, my german is Flussig. Um. What is speaking so markets? What is your biggest market? I mean, you're coming out of Estonia. What is your biggest market in Europe right now?
1: It is Germany by far. Mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah. it's roughly accounting for eighty percent of all bikes being sold, yeah. and at the same time, Estonia is is very very small. I think it's been around one to two percent for most of the uh, years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would say, of course, Estonia is small as well. It's always surprising that we only have 1.3 million people in, in the country and not too many of them cycle um, for commuting. I think cycling for sports is actually quite popular. Mm-hmm. But we found ourselves very soon uh, in the journey of Ampla from Germany. Um, it's also the biggest e-bike market in, in Europe. Uh, but we also felt that the things or the, what we valued what the things that also the German customers valued was really high quality and clean look and like mm-hmm. attention on detail and building, building stuff to last. And, uh, yeah, we found good mm. traction and that was kind of the, what was, what was supporting the growth of helpless Instant.
0: Nice, nice. I mean, speaking of built to last, also one of my favorite Grateful Dead songs, um, you know, if, if we're talking e-bikes, like I said, we, we got to talk Van Mof and we got to talk Cowboy. Now, Cowboy hasn't been plagued, or at least not that we know about, but uh, you and me and everybody listening to this probably knows the story of Van Molf and, and the taking on of investor money and then saying, hey, we need to get more bikes out the door and jacking up the price and the supply line, uh, you know, the quality, the production quality dropped through the floor and they have more complaints now than they do sell bikes. So. What, you know, wh- what sets Ampler apart? I mean, you're, from what I gathered, you're designing everything in house, you're assembling everything in house. Uh, parts are outsourced. I mean, wh- where are these parts being made? Are they being made in Taiwan? Come on, be honest.
1: Yeah, many of them. Um, okay. And okay. Taiwan so, is. I mean,
0: have you experienced the same quality problems?
1: Uh, not to that kind of extent, I would say, yet at least. Uh, mm-hmm. But being honest, then Taiwan is the best place to source bicycle components. The industry there is just the, the best in the world. You can't mm-hmm. have anything better. But I think in general the there is always high risk when you are developing new products and if you're doing things that have never been done before. So One uh, Move has also been quite um, brave in bringing up features and uh, like new like products um, that Yeah, uh, I don't know all the details, but they have definitely struggled as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, This is something you have to live with and I wouldn't say that we are... We've never had anything bad. We also just uh, very recently launched a new generation of bikes and uh, I very much believe and hope that we've done everything in our power to not have uh, issues like that. But it is a risk. You can Mm -hmm. play it safe and slow or you can still... Yeah, try to push your own boundaries as well. Uh, we've tried to find a good balance uh, in in developing new products and also growing the business. We we, we especially name it in, internally as well as sustainable growth. We want to mm-hmm. grow in a pace where it's it's re- still really exciting. It's still about seizing the opportunity, but it's also about feeling that we could do it many years over.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Good good i mean the uh, i i had a look as well the the new lineup um I, you know i got i got to ask you I'll be, I'll be i'll be quite honest i mean i, I looked at uh, amplers bikes went and looked at Cowboy's bikes went and looked at fenmost bikes i'm seeing a lot of the same design features the, a lot of the you know the same components what what sets ampler apart from from those other big players mm hmm
1: and again, I think there's, there are a lot of similarities. At the end of the day, they are bikes, right? And uh, bikes been around. <laughs> you, you for... You can only
0: invent the invent the wheel so many times, right?
1: Yeah, they have been around for a long time, and uh, but still, I think the bikes they have their own differences as well. Um, I would like to believe that uh, Amplers' like strengths are really focusing on on the purpose of the bikes. Uh, we really want to build bikes for people who ride them every day. And that kind of sets, yeah, the direction or or what we have to take into account when making some choices. And for us, I would say, having as many features as possible and kind of a to be the biggest tech innovator uh, as a goal is not the most important. But it's about really understanding. Who are the people who ride our bikes what do they need in their daily lives mm. and as simple as like having a flat tire you would not want to have a flat tire on your way to work and <laughs> so these are the k- things that are kind of guiding our decisions and i think to some extent if you really try the bikes and ride them every day you would also feel differences um here and there but mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. Well, well we'll have to see if we can make that a reality Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a big smile on my face. Um, We mentioned we were having a chat just before we went on air. um, And, and, uh, you know, I just want to turn it back to this one more time, because this this I did find quite interesting is that you were saying, you know, all the the parts are outsourced. Uh, You have like, what, 70 some odd suppliers. Um, But as opposed to the other guys where, you know, the products are assembled and then put on a container and shipped over, you are actually having all the parts shipped to Tallinn and then hand assembling the bikes there. Is that right?
1: It is. And uh, I think it also goes back to the very beginning that Ampler was founded by three engineers who were just bike geeks and like motorcycle geeks and with the passion towards the product. And we didn't found the company to get rich or not even to save the world at the time, uh, but it was just about the love for the product. And we started building the bikes The way that we would be proud of and the bikes that we would be proud of riding as well Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. meant already early in the beginning that there were a lot of things that we couldn't find from like existing suppliers for example so we Mm -hmm. had to start developing our own bits and pieces and it also meant that the bikes um, yeah i wouldn't i would say that they didn't fit um, naturally into the existing cycling industry so mm-hmm. uh, it felt logical that let's start assembling our bikes as well because this is the way how ca- we can be more flexible and how can we ensure that the bikes actually do ride the way we want mm-hmm. them to ride and i think it actually then there's even more like we are assembling all the bikes for ourselves in estonia it is quite unique for uh, cycling companies in europe to have their own like assembly facility but it's also about the business model in in a wider sense. So we develop, we assemble, we sell, we distribute. We don't have any dealers. So we only go right. direct. Uh, 90% right. of the bikes sold online. We operate our own showrooms now in five countries. And um, even like having custom support fully in-house, not the cheapest mm-hmm. way of doing mm-hmm. things, but this is the well, way well, we can... Well, that was my next
0: question is how is we, how is...
1: Yeah, we can yeah, ensure of the quality because we know we know our bikes, and um, I think. Mm. But but again, I think, uh, for example, by cutting uh, all the middlemen uh, like distributors and dealers, there is some margin mm. to take back. So uh, I believe that we have okay. kind of built our business model on modern technologies on the internet. The thing is that. The cycling industry, who has been around for a long time, is not the most modern, and this is how I believe that we can just offer better value for money for the customers and um, still have super high quality
0: products at a reasonable price. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, Arda, we are rapidly approaching the halfway mark here, which means only one thing. Before we cut to ads, we're going to do the lightning round. Are you ready? Do you know what the lightning round is? No, of course you don't. Nobody knows I what it is. The lightning, I don't. The lightning round is going to be a series of, uh, what have I got prepared for you? Six questions that have absolutely nothing to do with the biking industry. Well, maybe they might. But this is a let's get to know you. Are you ready, Ardo Kaurich? This makes me
1: uh, anxious, anxious.
0: anxious. It makes me anxious too. All right, ready? Question number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. What is the best part of your job? Awesome people. What is the worst part of your job? Not so awesome people. Vegan, vegetarian, or omnivore? Uh, I don't eat meat. Vegetarian. All right. Yes. Lamond or Armstrong? Armstrong. And the final question in our lightning round, the best live music event you've ever seen?
1: Ines. It was Estonian. You probably never heard about, but it was just kind of a... Childhood stuff, I
0: guess. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to check that out. This has been the lightning round, ladies and gentlemen, with AutoCarrage from Ampler Bikes. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Non-scientific studies have shown that earball advertising is three halves more effective than either video or print, which means if you're listening to this podcast, your customers are too. Talk to us at podcast at tech.eu. And- Back, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining me, which I know you're not, I'm sitting down with Auto Carrid from Ampler Bicycles today, and we are talking about better quality products without middlemen, which can result in a better ride all around. Ardo, before we got into the break and the excellent lightning round, Star Trek. Nobody likes Star Trek, right? Nobody ever chooses Star Trek. It's I I feel I feel bad for Gene Roddenberry. Nobody ever uh, nobody ever goes for Star Trek. But before we got into the break, we were talking briefly and I and I want to I want to dive into this even a bit more uh, about Ampler's design philosophy because when I first learned of you guys, uh you know, doing the reading, looking at the website, looking at the brochure if you will. Uh, one of my favorite expressions, and it's how I approach driving a car because I don't drive a car that much. So when I do, I apply the philosophy of low and slow, right? I'm, I'm in no rush to get anywhere. I'm fine just chilling and I will wait for everybody else to go ahead of me. Not a problem. But that philosophy kind of was jumping out at me when when I was reading Ampler. You know, I I I thought to myself, yeah, it it looks to me, it looks at least appearances on the outside. Th- these guys are not in this game to, as you said earlier, become billionaires. Um, you want to build a quality product. I mean, am I am I on the mark? Am I way off? Are are you are you just in the game to you know get your yacht and and cash out or I, I, something? Tells me no.
1: Uh, yeah, no. I think uh, I would also say that starting a company and growing it, it's it's too hard to be motivated by money. It's not a slow ride as well, uh, but I, mm. I think it's, it's about having or finding a good pace where you just feel comfortable. Uh, not completely comfortable, but you have the feeling that you are more or less in control. And I think uh, like, complete chaos is something nobody benefits from. It's not mm-hmm. shareholders, it's not employees, it's not also customers. And we would like to build Ampler for, for a long time uh, it to be sustainable. And it's sometimes taking it slower, sometimes also seizing the opportunity.
0: Looking at uh, the financials behind the company was, was a bit of an uh, eyebrow raiser for me. Um, I mean, it, I would almost say that you and Ampler have been. Uh, aloof as to whose money you take you know i mean the the cap table i mean we've got jan thallen with meta planet right we've got tavit fine ragnar from pipe drive but that's about it talk to me about that what's the deal there
1: yeah definitely we haven't gone the uh, usual path of like raise as much as you can from vcs and then i know fake it until you make it and um, we've always tried to do our thing uh raise when it's needed not too much, and uh, it is true that uh, we've actually had the opportunity to choose uh, who do we want to be part of the company, and I'm actually really proud about how it's been. Actually, the initial three rounds we did was through crowdfunding uh, from mm-hmm. small Estonian investors, and it actually also gave us a good uh, background. There were a lot of people who became owners of Ampler. Like owning the bike, uh, mm-hmm. some of them giving us good advice and like leading us to the additional like next rounds, and the last round, which was I would say a bit too big as well for Estonian, uh, let's say local uh, smaller investors. Then I was really proud to get these people abroad. Uh, what, you, what you just mentioned, uh, I would say the the coolest investors you could have from Estonia. Mm-hmm. People who mm-hmm. have earned their own wealth, uh, who've done it through uh, building and growing innovative companies. And uh, they are now kind of the backbone of Estonian uh, startup community, and they are doing a lot. We like to use the word mafia. Yeah, it is Estonian (laughs) mafia. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. I would very much hope that maybe I could also uh, contribute in the future to how to build another next generation of companies that's. Hmm would make just Estonia even better
0: that actually dovetails brilliantly into my next question which is the other guys fun cowboy yeah they've, they've got their community thing no problem uh Ampler also one thing that really stood out to me and I thought this was a genius idea and and and, and maybe somebody else has done this but not but having Ampler ambassadors so how does that work I think the
1: Ampler's growth has been largely driven by really satisfied customers. That when we started shipping bikes, then the, the people really saw that the bikes were indeed awesome. They loved it. They started selling them to their friends, colleagues, family, every, everyone. And it's been the growth engine. Um, and I think there was a time when, in general, we, we have always been fighting or like, Against or let's say trying to build trust in the brand. Uh, you one on one side you have like this um, Germans who also like to protect protect somehow. I would say their own economy, and then you had this Estonian like Eastern Eastern European com- uh, company small startup asking uh, like two and a half thousand euros in advance so they could Mm. ship the bike in eight weeks, for example. So it was Mm. a huge like trust issue. (laughs) And, uh, but we also realized that as soon as we get these people to jump on a bike, then it's sold. So uh, we went to a lot of fairs. And this is also why in a really early stage without having the knowledge, without having the money, we started building a flagship store in Berlin because we knew that this is gonna be the thing and it's Mm. gonna support sales all over Germany because that would make us to be present in Germany, that we Mm -hmm. are there to stay and everyone would have an address to go to uh, if there's a problem, for example. Mm. And the Ambassadors um, uh, was kind of another step on how to scale destroyed opportunities in a more efficient way Instead of building these brick and mortar stores, and uh, yeah, it started. I think in in the early years we actually were using a partner who offered like basically a bike booking software. So Mm -hmm. we put our bikes there, and we said that they you can book the test drive from there. And now we have uh, like internally developed program where we basically recruit people. So we put up an ad that we are looking for ambassadors in a certain city, for example, and then we do interviews and we find out people who would actually love to use the bike, uh, that that they would actually be among our customers, uh, that, uh, yeah, our bikes are meant to ride. We don't like them just left behind in the garage. And uh, when we get the deal, we, we, do an agreement. Usually, they get the bike to, to use, and also uh, they have to accept a certain amount of test rides. And if pe- people buy through them, then they also get a small like uh, what's called like a, a bit, bit of, commission. a yeah, commission as well. Yeah. So so it's yeah again. I would say it's one, in my opinion, a modern way on on how to efficiently offer people the ability to see the bike in the real world, and uh, it's been going quite quite good so far.
0: Ardo, we are almost out of time. What's next for Ampler? Where are the new markets? Do we get any new products in the pipeline?
1: Yeah, I, I would say that what's next, uh, and I know it's a boring answer, but we actually feel quite confident in the direction we have chosen. Building light electric bikes for people who ride them every day, and we're going to focus on that. We just recently brought out uh, like new, let's say, models that still have the s- same purpose, but they kind of have different audiences, different kinds of people, accessibility being also one of our values. We want more people to be able to ride our bikes, which means different frame sizes, different types of riding positions, stuff like that. Mm. And that's going to be the focus. And we want to put more bikes on the streets. Uh, we know that they do good the planet they do good for the uh, owners of those bikes and that's going to be our main focus and the biggest challenge is within ourselves and how can we effectively grow without cutting our fingers we have to get, find a good balance and i really hope that Ampler becomes more known uh, for the values we have and there will be a lot of ampler bikes on the streets in europe
0: where do we find you ampler cycles ampler bicycles what is it
1: the website is amplerbikes.com. Amplerbikes,
0: um, that's it. Um, yeah.
1: Probably if you Google Ampler you're going to find everything. Uh, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, um LinkedIn, whatever. Yeah. Um and I would definitely say that unfortunately London is not one of them, but we have really nice stores in uh, in Amsterdam, in Cologne, Berlin, Tallinn and really soon in Zurich. So um yeah. Jump in, you're gonna see how awesome people we have and how the bikes ride and you can yeah, experience the brand. And I would definitely recommend people trying the bikes. Even people who want to decide, do they wanna buy a regular bike or they wanna have a one move for a cowboy or Ampler, like try them all, that's the thing. And and you should buy the bike that fits you the best.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. This is Auto Kurit from Ampler Bikes. Uh, my takeaway is built to last, and ride them all. Mm-hmm. For tech.eu, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been our podcast with Kurit from Ampler Bicycles. And I am out of here. And that's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Your questions, suggestions and opinions are very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu and they will most certainly be ignored.